I am Carter, and joining me, as always, is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is one of the Jonathan Indulgent episodes, so we can go ahead and let you get started telling us what we're in for today. Yes, so this is December, Christmas and other holidays, gift-giving time. Also, I'm born on Christmas Day, December 25th, so I get double the presents every (laughs) year. Um, I still make a Christmas list, even though I'm going to be 32 this year. Um... (laughs) And it's almost always just 4K Blu-rays, regular Blu-rays, occasionally DVDs, and books about movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan and supporter of physical media, as you are. An advocate, uh, you might say. Yes. Uh, you don't have quite as many as I do. I have like 2,200 plus. I probably have just over 1,000. So yeah, okay. literally half. <laughs> yes. Um, so I thought, why don't we do in the spirit of what we would like for gifts, you know, why don't I do an episode where we pick, basically I pick and you comment on <laughs> uh, movies that are not on Blu-ray in the United States that have never been on Blu-ray in the United States that I wish would be. I'd love to see a company like the Criterion Collection, Kino Lorber, Shout Factory, do a really spanking great restoration, put on blu-ray if not 4k blu-ray with a bunch of special features um most of these movies are easily available uh to rent streaming and a lot of them are in print on dvd Mm -hmm. but uh they have never gotten the upgrade to high definition uh physical media so i have 15 films that i would like to see I have listed and then I have four honorable mentions of movies I've never actually seen. And one reason is because I'm waiting for it to get an actual release, uh, preferably on a high definition format. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So I thought I would jump in. I have my list in order of chronological release. Uh, The oldest one is almost 100 years old, came out in 1926. It is a Harold Lloyd film titled For Heaven's Sake. Oh, wow. Uh, it's only 58 minutes long, but I think it's one of his funniest films. It's screamingly funny. I think I may be plagiarizing Leonard Malton from his guide that it's screamingly funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a great chase in it and all just under an hour. Um, I have for many years my DVD set with Harold Lloyd films, but this is one of the ones that's never been released on Blu-ray. Uh, his granddaughter has been really wonderful about keeping his legacy alive. And a number of his films have been restored and put on um, Blu-ray in the Criterion Collection, such as Safety Last, his most iconic image. The Freshman, I have that one. The Freshman, Speedy, uh, uh, The Kid Brother. So multiple films of his have been released on Criterion Blu-ray. Uh, perhaps one reason this one has not yet made it there was is that it's you know a short film i mean it's one of those like sherlock jr where it's like it's kind of long to be a short i mean most people consider a 58 minute film a feature film but it's on Mm. the shorter side uh but 
when you hear action directors like George Miller and Jackie Chan talk about how silent cinema was a major influence on them, go back and watch some of Buster Keaton, but also Harold Lloyd films. Have you actually seen any of his uh, films? You've seen some of them, right? Yeah, I've seen Safety Last and uh, The Freshman. Yes, uh, not seen for heaven's sake. Uh-uh. Highly recommend it. Very, very funny. It's easy to stream. Uh, if you've never seen a Harold Lloyd film, um, that's a great one to start with. Um, Safety Last is wonderful. The Freshman, the Kid Brothers, really good. Anyway, Harold Lloyd, for heaven's sake, 1926. Um, another film that's very short, but a little over an hour, is the Val Luton produced Jacques Tenor directed I Walked with a Zombie. Ah, I know this one. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen a little, I've seen the end of it on TCM, actually. Okay. Well, I have seen it multiple times. I've taught it in a race and gender and Which is rare class. for you. You usually don't revisit movies. Yes. Well, one reason is I taught it. Also, uh, I was last year on the Turner Classic Movies cruise and uh, Joel McRae and Sand, uh, uh, the actress who's the lead of the film, whose name is escaping me, uh, their son was one of the people that was on the cruise and uh, I rewatched the movie and it's my favorite of the Val Luton films. The uh, lead actress is Frances D. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frances D. and Joel McRae uh, had a son and he was one of the people on the cruise. Anyway, uh, Val Luton is kind of this auteur producer um, who made the string of really interesting horror films in the 1940s, which is one of the weakest decades for horror films. You had the great universal ones in the 30s. And you still had some, you know, like The Wolfman was the 40s, but the 40s, you know, World War II and post-World War II are considered not a great period for horror films, with the big exception of the Val Luton films, Cat People, that's in the Criterion Collection. The Body Snatcher has been reasonably recently released on Blu-ray. But my favorite is, and that's going to be a theme in this episode, some of my favorite directors, producers, actors, uh, my favorite film of theirs is one of the few that's not on Blu-ray. And uh, I Walked With a Zombie is actually loosely based on, do you know what novel? No. Jane Eyre. Oh, whoa. (laughs) Even though they had titles like The Body Snatcher and I Walked With a Zombie, Val Luton was actually given a lot of creative freedom if he did three things. If he took a title, the studio would do test marketing and be like, I Walked With a Zombie. People like that title. Make a movie. It had to be under 75 minutes and it had to have a budget of under $150,000. And if you met those three requirements, they basically left him alone. So I walked with a zombie is very atmospheric and it, it just, it packs a wall up in like 69 minutes. It's uh, under 70 minutes. And it's one of my favorite, I would say it's probably my favorite horror film that came out between Bride of Frankenstein, 1935, and Psycho, 1960, that 25-year period. I'd say it's, you know, I like Cat People, too. I like Dead of Night, a British horror anthology film. That's very good, one of the best 40s horror films. But I Walked with a Zombie, really wonderful. I wish that uh, Warner Archive or Criterion Collection would release that. Uh, I could certainly see that getting released. And... uh, I'd very much like to see that 1943. So you should, and it's directed by Jacques Tenor, who directed Cat People, also directed the great film noir Out of the Past, mm-hmm. one of his best films. So uh, 
party should sit and watch all of the 69 minutes or so of <laughs> I Walked to the Zombie sometime. Very much worth it. I love Out of the Past. So, um. yes, uh, very, very good. And and it's not at all a flesh eating zombie film. It's the old school voodoo zombie uh, because this was, you know, pre George A. Romero. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, another film that came out that same year, 1943, is my favorite film by one of my favorite writer directors, uh, Preston Sturges' film, The Miracle of Morgan's Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Sturges films have you seen? Um, obviously, the the big one, Sullivan's Travels. Um, I get him mixed up with another uh, filmmaker from the, that period. Have you um, seen The Lady Eve? I've seen The Lady Eve. I've seen The Palm Beach Story. I think that is the extent of my Preston Surges. Uh, so movie. there had been writer directors certainly before, like Charlie Chaplin. Ernst Lubitsch. Uh, yes, but uh, he was really in uh, kind of an era where he was writing screenplays, very uh, well-regarded screenplay writer. Uh, but he had a screenplay he really wanted to direct. And he got uh, the studio basically to pay him a dollar to direct the movie if they left him alone and let him direct his uh, first film. And then he won the Oscar for Best Screenplay for it. Wow. And he had this incredible string in five years from 1940 to 1944. He wrote and directed eight films. And most of them are some of the greatest comedies of all time. Mm -hmm. My personal favorite of them is The Miracle of Morgan's Creek which is an outrageous film that it's really hard to understand how it got past the censors because just the basic premise, it's World War II. There's this small town, Morgan's Creek, where uh, the soldiers are going off to war and they throw a party. This young woman uh, goes out on the town. She wakes up the next morning and she figures out that she's married She's pregnant and she doesn't have any idea who the husband is, except his name is something like Ratsky Watsky. <laughs> and uh, it stars Betty Hutton and Eddie Bracken. And it's this really funny, super fast paced. I mean, it's up there with you know other Sturges films, like you mm-hmm. mentioned some of them, but uh, Bringing a Baby and His Girl Friday, where it's like the script for the movie is probably, you know, twice as long as a movie yeah. usually is for that running time. It's not even 100 minutes long. You got the sort of but, machine gun dialogue. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, it's one of my 10 favorite comedies of all time. I love the movie. I taught a screwball and romantic comedy class, and it was one of the ones I included in the class. Uh, really funny. Really, really, really funny. One of the great comedies of that era. Uh, so highly recommend that. Uh, another reason I'd like it on Blu-ray, I won't name the person, but I lent someone a DVD, my DVD of it, and he left it in his car and it got water damage on the cover. Or the DVD is fine, the oh, disc itself. But God. like that that's why I don't ever lend physical media to people. You can't trust yeah. them. Yeah. Don't do <laughs> it. True. Don't do it. Um, by the way, I just want to briefly mention one of his other great films. He is actually nominated twice in the same year for best screenplay he won for his first film he wrote and directed the great mcginty and then he was nominated twice in the same year for morgan's creek and another really good one also starring eddie bracken hail the conquering hero another Mm -hmm. one i'd like to see on blu-ray but most uh certainly morgan's creek um another film I did a thing starting in the pandemic where I wasn't seeing as many new releases as I usually did because movie theaters were closed but starting in 2020, at the end of each year, I did a list of 
my favorite films that I saw for the first time that year that were not new releases. So older films I caught up with. And my second favorite film that I saw for the first time in 2020 was a film by Victoria De Sica, the director, most notably probably of Bicycle Thief. Yes. Uh, he, Thieves uh, is a movie he did called Ladre de Bicicleta. <laughs> yes. It's one that for many years was titled the bicycle thief but if you actually look at the translation because he's with his kid it's a bicycle thieves now uh-huh. uh, but he did a film called shoe shine and it's a weird thing to say that this film is both of these things but it's one of the great films i've ever seen about childhood and it's one of the best prison films of all time because it's basically about these young children that are on the streets post-world war ii italy and they kind of don't have a lot of parental guidance. Sometimes they have, you know, connections to their parents, one of their parents, but they're kind of out in the streets and they're hustling and bustling to make some money, you know, such as doing shoe shining. Mm-hmm. And the fairly early in the movie, some of the main characters, these uh, young boys get snatched up by the authorities and sent to basically this prison for children it's like a reform uh place but it's i mean they're like behind bars and the movie is heartbreaking it's so beautiful and uh it's it just i've only seen it the one time i saw it in 2020 and i just thought it was just a stunning film uh just a lovely movie it's uh on streaming it's on dvd but i think it's out of print like it's 46 dollars if i glanced on amazon mm-hmm. but shoeshine uh, if you know, have seen some of the Rossellini movies, his war trilogy, if you've seen Bicycle Thieves, if you want to see some more like that, Shoeshine. Uh, have you ever seen it? No, no, right? no, I haven't. Yeah, wonderful movie. Um, Italian neorealism, sometimes not the most fun movies to watch. <laughs> no, but it's such a beaut- It's It's one of those films just so beautifully made and so emotionally. Is he the one who did Rome, it- Open City? That's Rossellini. That's Rossellini. Okay. Uh, one of the other films uh, that is very well known of his is Umberto D. Mm-hmm. Uh, But yeah, he uh, a number of his films, such as that one and Bicycle Thieves, are in the Criterion Collection. They released one of his in like the last year or two called Miracle in Milan. So mm-hmm. I'd love to see them uh, release it in a restoration. I'm going to skip a few decades uh, to my next film. And this is legendary. I like this is on a lot of lists. If you Google like movies that are really hard to see movies that are not in print, not streaming. It's Elaine May's The Heartbreak Kid, Mm. not the Fairley Brothers ones remake starring Ben Stiller, which I've never seen. Uh, It's one of the great uh, comedies of the 70s. Elaine May, legendary comedy person, performer, writer, director, actress, uh, started in a comedy team with Mike Nichols. She only has directed four films. She's 91, says she's going to direct another movie. She's oh, announced that a few years ago. Who knows if that's actually going to happen? Won a Tony Award for Best Actress a few years ago, making her one of the oldest people to ever win a Tony for acting. Mm-hmm. The Heartbreak Kid is this really funny, dark, romantic comedy about a man played by the wonderful Charles Grodin. And he very quickly... Uh, falls in love seemingly with a woman and they get married after just knowing each other a very short amount of time and on the way their long journey to their honeymoon location he realizes that he can't stand (laughs) his new wife and on his honeymoon he falls in love with another woman played by Sybil Shepard 
And uh, his wife is played by Jeannie Berlin, who is the daughter of Elaine May. And she had her when she was like 17. I mean, she's like in her mid 70s. She's still alive. She's been on shows like Succession and in movies like um, You Hurt My Feelings recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, it's a really funny movie. It's uh, written by Neil Simon, who did uh, classic Broadway uh, productions that were made into films such as the Barefoot in the Park. Yes, Sunshine Boys. Really funny movie. It's on the AFI's list of the 100 funniest American films. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It's been on, it's released on DVD like literally 20 years ago, plus years ago. It's like on YouTube, but it's not like an official copy. Um, And the reason that it's never been released, uh, it's like caught up in this weird thing where it's a a pharmaceutical company funded the film and like they made a few movies and then like they basically won't release the movie. And it's just like, why not? Like, it's just (laughs) bizarre. So I love the the uh, her film, uh, Mikey and Nikki, which is uh, the one film she directed that's a drama that's in the Criterion Collection. a new leaf the only film she wrote directed and starred in triple threat her first film as director was released by olive which is no more that company is no more but i'd love to see uh, the heartbreak kid get freed of its legal entanglements you, uh-huh. have you ever seen uh that movie nope so funny very funny movie um the next one i'm going to cheat a little bit by mentioning tv movies and there are three of them but I would love the Criterion Collection or some company, it would very likely be Criterion, to release a box set of Mike Lee's TV movies. Uh, Lee is one of my favorite directors, and he's had an interesting career because in 1971, he had his first film, it was a theatrical release, Bleak Moments, which I also would like to see released on Blu-ray. And then he went over 15 years before making his second theatrical film. But in that time period, he did multiple films uh, on television and he did it the way he does all his films and he gets his actors together and through months of rehearsal they come up with the characters and the dialogue and the story and through this rehearsal they craft the movie and then they shoot it mm-hmm. um the three that i want to mention that are my favorite there's nuts in may which i think is one of the if i counted it would be in my top 10 funniest things i've ever seen um abigail's party which was based on a play he did and Grown Ups, not the Adam Sandler, Kevin James, David Spade movie. Uh, but uh, they're on the Criterion channeled. Uh, so they look good. Like, I think they've, you know, had some kind of restoration in recent years, perhaps. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have the highest budgets, I'm pretty sure. But they are some of the funniest things I've ever seen. I mean, a lot of Mike Lee's movies have humor in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are, I mean, Nuts in May, I basically for 85 minutes just screamed laughing. Like, I was Were they screaming. shot on video or on film? No, they must have been shot on film, I'm almost yeah. certain. they And they released one of his TV movies called Meantime, which has early performances by Tim Roth and Alfred Molina. That came out in the Criterion Collection. So uh, I just always been hoping that I would love to see a box set of his TV movies. And there are quite a few of, he's done about a dozen theatrical films. Um, About a a half of them are not on Blu-ray. His most recent film, Peterloo, which we liked very much. Amazon released it, but never a physical media release. I don't even think it's on DVD, but it's not on Mm Blu-ray in the U S Vera Drake, 
happy-go-lucky career girls his first film bleak moments topsy-turvy is in the criterion collection yes that's a great film yes one of my favorites Yes. Uh, have you seen any of his TV movie work? No, I know you got me the box set on DVD, but I haven't watched it. Yes, like three or four <laughs> birthdays ago. Yeah. yeah. You should catch up with some of them over the holidays. They are so funny. Uh-huh. And if you have the Criterion channel, this isn't an episode where we're saying don't stream stuff. I mean, like I said, a lot of these films are available. So, you know, mm-hmm. really watch his TV movies. Um, another one that this is, I would say, my favorite film by a black director I've ever uh, and it's not Spike Lee I love Spike Lee but I think my favorite film by I've ever seen by a black director is Charles Burnett's film Killer of Sheep yes which I think is just a beautiful poetic also quite funny movie it's a movie that I think is actually quite funny in parts uh but it's a black and white movie he made in 1978 barely got seen like mm. had some you know few screenings and for a few decades was virtually unseeable and then it got restored and there was partially because of music rights issues it was hard to see but it got uh, a bunch of acclaim Mm -hmm. later decades with it's like being put you know preserved by the national film registry you know recognition like that um it's also one of the great films under 90 minutes uh some of the movies on my list it's uh, a really lovely movie i t- you know it's a film i do in my black director's class mm-hmm. uh it's a really seminal movie if you've never seen killer sheep didn't you see it with me in one of our nyu classes yes we did it i think it was either film historiography maybe or film theory it was one of yeah. those two um but yes we watched it in class i had never seen it before that um Sort of like a realist movie, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Maybe not like Kitchen Sink or Italian neorealist, but well, of, you know, I would say, thing. yeah, it's kind of like Vittoria De Sica, Mike Lee, but in the you know Watts, you know neighborhood, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's uh, you know it's from Los Angeles. It's uh, it's very kind of gritty and down to life, but yes. it's also really beautiful and poetic. So, yes. uh, very much would love to see that on uh, Blu-ray. One that also, speaking of music rights issues and our previous episode, we can connect <laughs> it to it. Todd Haynes, uh, his uh, early film, Superstar, the Karen Carpenter story, came out in 1988. He did a film biopic of Karen Carpenter, and it's all done with Barbie dolls. And there was a recent event where Todd Haynes and Greta Gerwig met, and Greta Gerwig went up to him and said, you did the real Barbie movie. Oh, wow. Um, and so he was really much less seen (laughs) yes and the movie might sound cruel because uh, a lot of people know karen carpenter had eating disorders yes and she died from it and uh the film is actually really thoughtful and moving oddly and it's still very funny uh but it's a real it's it's honestly one of the best music biopics ever like it's shockingly a good movie made Um, without the consent of the estate right was the big issue the film is kind of damning of some of the family members that seemingly were more interested in their fame and success as uh, a group than the health and well-being of their own family member, their own sister, their own daughter. So they were not too happy when the film got released and Haynes did not secure the music rights, the actual Carpenter's music. So it has been kind of a underground movie ever since, uh, you know, this year it's 35th, uh, anniversary um so this probably will never get a physical release no uh because todd haynes said in an interview fairly uh the last year or two that it has been restored 
oh. did a really great restoration of it, and that he said at some point it will get released. He said it's going to happen. Is he going to have to wait till a hundred years after the songs are released uh, so they're out of copyright? <laughs> but um, I would love to see a. Uh, he's had, had films in the Criterion Collection. Uh, Safe is. Mm. I would love to see like they did a Scorsese shorts. Yes. Uh, disc um i mean it's 43 minutes so it's kind of like you know they they've released this is very nerdy they've released a day in the country the renoir film on its own yes they've released some films that are under an hour black girl 59 minutes uh on its own uh chaplin's the kid his first feature film just under an hour so they could certainly release it on its own but he's done other shorts uh they could release it with but uh very much especially with him having a big great film recently and barbie it would be great timing if in the next uh year if uh super rode the wave of barbie (laughs) i know um maybe it'll be uh, in the special features for the barbie physical release (laughs) well i got the 4k blu-ray and uh yeah i don't see that happening uh even though i'm sure greta Gerwig, a big cinephile you know would love it yeah yeah um Another uh, director that, um, well, th- th- I'm trying to make weird connections, but another <laughs> release that it would it it it's kind of unlikely to see released, uh, possibly because of the uh, controversy of the director. But actually, of Woody Allen's 50 films, almost all of them have at least at one point been released on Blu-ray. Twilight Time, another company like all of which is no more, released like 20 plus of his movies on Blu-ray. Um, they're not around anymore, but I own all of them. But uh, one of his movies, uh, there's a number of his Sweet and Lowdown, I really like Sean Penn nominated for Best Actor, uh, mm-hmm. Match Point, one of his very best films of the century. But I want to point out, I think it's the uh, oldest film of his that's not on Blu ray is Deconstructing Harry, mm-hmm. uh, which is along with Stardust Memories, one of his movies that. You really kind of have to really like Woody Allen to like these movies because I love Stardust Memories. Yes, it's kind of his eight and a half, you could yeah. say. <laughs> um, but deconstructing Harry is uh his um most profane movie, his kind of oh. most vicious movie. It's pretty nasty, and it has an amazing cast. It stars Woody Allen. But it also has, she passed away just over a year ago, but it has one of the best performances by Kirstie Alley. But mm. listen to some of the other cast members. So Woody Allen, Kirstie Alley, Judy Davis, Julia Weidreifus, Richard Benjamin, Toby Maguire, um, Robin Williams, oh, wow. Billy Crystal, Julie Kavanaugh, voice of Marge Simpson, mm-hmm. Eric Lloyd, Mariel Hemingway from... Manhattan, mm-hmm. Demi Moore, Stanley Tucci, Bob Balaban, Elizabeth Shue, Amy oh Irving, Jennifer Gardner, Caroline Aaron, Eric Bogosian, uh, yes, Paul Giamatti, speaking oh, of that, hey. <laughs> Philip Bosco. Yeah. I mean, it, all in that one movie. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of funny stuff in the movie. Robin Williams' character is shooting a movie and he gets out of focus in real life and they can't figure out how he's out of focus in real life. Uh, Woody Allen's character goes down to hell in one part and he's in an elevator and he's hearing the different floors. Like here's the NRA book critics, you know, and it's yeah, very so kind movie. of a bit more like his early seventies movies. Yeah. Well, yes. And it's, uh, but one thing that's different though, is that it's, it's, it's really profane and kind of a nasty movie, but I uh-huh. like it very much in a weird way. It's kind of his wild strawberries because it's about an older man. He wasn't that old, but looking back old, on his uh, youth. 
well, going to, uh, traveling to get an award. Oh, so it literally it's like Walt yeah. Strawberries. Yeah, but like in Wild Strawberries, he doesn't have like a black prostitute traveling with him. No, he's uh, got like his son's yeah. white frame. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like problematic that there's virtually no black people in the 50 films that Woody Allen's done, except one of the ones is it's a like black a character. Yeah. Right. But he's such it's 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 a really good film. It's, well, yeah, it's one of his funniest. I don't think um, that uh, Woody Allen's politics and stuff like that are necessarily what people think most highly of him. So, I don't well, think. I mean, he's a good old liberal, certainly. I mean, no, his I personal know. life or questionable. But uh, <laughs> Deconstructing Harry is one that I very much would like to see. Other ones, I said Sweet and Lowdown Match Point uh, are two of his uh, better films the last 30 years. Um, but anyway, uh, one film, the next one uh talking about pedophiles no i actually you know um no no i i i like Woody Allen a lot. connection to may december yeah uh yes but uh happiness todd solon's film which uh he said in an interview i saw a brief clip of him on twitter or x as it's called now um i saw him saying in so many words that this could get a release in Criterion. They're kind of working. Oh, really? Getting released. So this one may be one that's actually happening, but no official release okay. announced yet. But yeah. Happiness is, I would say, in my top 10 of the 90s. Um, have you actually seen any of his movies? No, Happiness is one I've read its plot on Wikipedia, and I was like, I don't think I need to watch this. <laughs> no, you should. You should. Uh, he had two of the best films, certainly two of the best comedies of the 90s, Welcome to the Doll. So this is a comedy? Oh yeah, it's so funny. Really, it it's seems dark, so dark. dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it stars. It's one of the early films with Philip Seymour Hoffman, Dylan it Baker, right? Dylan Baker playing a pedophile. It has um, Jane Adams, one of the great character actresses, certainly at that time, kind of indie darling. Has John Lovitz. Mm-hmm. Has uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, who was in Twin Peaks. Yes. Um, and it is a dark comedy about a group of really. <laughs> People in Arrested Development, people that are really messed up, but it's so good. It's it's a it's a great comedy. It's dark, 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 mm-hmm. and it's thought provoking. But it's a great film. I mm-hmm. I really would love. There's a number of this movie. I, they've done this in Criterion before, um, where they release a feature film and they have a whole nother feature film as a special feature. For example, the His Girl Friday, Criterion Blu-ray has the earlier 30s version of the front page is a special feature they're like kiarostami films that have earlier films of his as special feature i would love to see his actually his first feature film which he starred in mm. only film he starred in uh that he directed and wrote he is a, one of the great titles fear anxiety and depression so i have this fantasy of having a happiness 4k blu-ray and as a special feature, they've restored his uh, first feature film because it's actually the only one of his I haven't seen. Oh, well. Um, I also just want to mention that he's a director who most of his films aren't on Blu-ray. I'd also love to see Palindromes, his abortion comedy drama, uh, Storytelling, which has Paul Giamatti in it, connecting mm-hmm. the previous episode, and his most recent film, uh, Wiener Dog, much like uh, Peter Liu, was a film made by Amazon, never gotten a physical media release at least not on blu-ray mm-hmm. so very much would love to see happiness um next one going into the 21st century my favorite Lars von Trier film one of my top 10 living directors uh my favorite film of his is the musical dancer in the dark mm. uh one of the bleakest, some heavy most... dark movies <laughs> I know so dark so I mean this movie punches 
I say this movie punches your heart in the balls. Like it's yeah. 140 minutes and it's just like when it cuts your heart people, out and burns it. it it's but it's it, an incredible work of art and Bjork is in it giving just a stunning performance, basically like one of three movies she's ever been in. She had a role as a child actor and then she had a brief part in the Northman. Yeah. It's like she was so scarred by working with Von Trier that she didn't make a movie for like over 20 years. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, many films by Von Trier in the Criterion Collection, including fairly recently a, the, his first three films got a yes. release in a set. Um, I'm going to go through a few more. Talk to Her, one of Pedro Madovar's best films. Never really? That's not Blu-ray. available on Blu-ray. Yes. They released a Sony Pictures Classic 4K Blu-ray set, which had Bad Education on 4K Blu-ray. Oh. Uh, but talk to her. Uh, I think he won best screenplay. Was yeah, generally regarded director. as one of his best movies. Yes, I would love to see that released. Um, going back to the Von Trier, another really depressing European director is one of my 10 favorite living directors. And my favorite film of his is not on Blu-ray is Michael Hanukkah's Cachet. Ooh, which is Hit have you seen that one. Uh, yes. No, it's another one I've read the plot on and was like, ooh, <laughs> yes, it's Dark. a fascinating it's got a very it's, violent it's, chicken murder in it, right? Um, something it, else it's part of it. The, there is a great shocking murder, uh, uh, well, not murder, but death in the middle of the movie. It's really okay. like it comes out of nowhere. Um, but Cachet is my favorite film of his. Um, even more violent and shocking, and I love this movie. <laughs> One of my favorite, favorite horror films of uh, the 21st century is this French horror film, Inside. Uh-huh. Which, like, you know that you're not, like, the biggest, like, gore and graphic violence. Like, you, like if this is ever playing in a movie theater, like, Run away. Have, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, one of the ten, uh, 10 most graphic violent movies I've ever seen. Which is really saying something. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I saw this movie on list of, like, it's in the group of French extreme horror films, like mm. High Tension and Martyrs. And, like, even horror films I really like, I can watch them and I'm like, oh, you know. But this film, when I first saw it, I got it out of Netflix on DVD. My yep. jaw was on the ground. I was like, when the movie ended, I literally was sitting there by myself as the end credits were rolling, like, oh my fucking God. I was like, <laughs> oh my. And I just was, and I, I've seen this movie so many times. Um, it's a great Christmas movie, technically. Oh. Uh, under 90 minutes. It's actually just announced in the last few weeks. It's getting a release on Blu-ray with a bunch of great special features and interviews, but region B. So uh, I hope this gets the same disc released uh, with a U.S. technical release. Um, and uh, the last one I'll mention of the ones I've actually seen, one of the great directorial debuts of the 2010s. Do you ever see the movie Cresha? So uh, this man went on to do a horror film. It comes at night and did a film Waves. Mm-hmm. Did you see either of those? Yeah, I saw Waves. Okay. Uh, he did this film super low budget. He wrote it. He directed it. It has him as a supporting acting role. Basically, the whole cast is his family. The lead actress, titular role, Kresha, is played by his aunt. And the whole movie is basically a woman coming to visit her family for Thanksgiving. And... Mm-hmm. It's under 90 minutes and it is an emotional powerhouse. It's technically dazzling. It's like it's like one of the top films I would show an aspiring filmmaker. Like, look what you can do with like virtually no money and like filming in your house with your family. Mm-hmm. It is a virtuoso piece of filmmaking. Uh and never been released on physical media. I don't know why, but I would love to see it get released. 
so the four I want to mention very briefly that I've never actually seen Greed, the silent film that got butchered by the studio when it came out. It's supposed to be like what eight or ten hours. Eric long. von Stroheim, and, right? Yes. It got cut down to just under two and a half hours. Yeah. And they've done a reconstruction where based they on took notes it, or something. Yeah, stills front yeah. behind the scenes stills. It's and like it's what they did with uh, a star is born from the fifties. Yes with some of the excised footage after it was with the roadshow version. Yeah. So the movie with those reconstructions and kind of piecing together what they know was cut out and they have images for is like four hours long. And that movie's like never been released. Like I've never seen it. Yeah. I know it's crazy. Like why is this classic, even with its troubled history? Um, Dorothy Arzner, the one female director, the one woman director from the, early days of Hollywood. Dance Girl Dance. Yeah. Yes. One of her films is supposed to be one of her best. Craig's wife stars Rosalind Russell, who was the star of a movie I mentioned a few minutes ago, His Girl Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to see it. It's supposed to be one of her best films. Legendary woman director. A few of her films like Dance Girl Dance and Merrily We Go to Hell, one of my favorite film titles, (laughs) is in the Criterion Collection. Um, One that's legendary, everyone that's a film fan wants this release, the uncut, completely uncut version of Ken Russell's The Devils. Yes. Which is supposed to be outrageous. And supposedly Warner Brothers is so outraged by the movie that they burned all the copies. Yes. (laughs) Even though weirdly there are one of the nuns is in the background of the Space Jam sequel. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And my last one. Bellatar, the Hungarian director of really long, bleak, black and white uh, Not Lydia? <laughs> no. Uh, Mac- he did a TV movie of Macbeth in 1982 that is two shots long. The first shot is five oh minutes, God. and the second shot is 57 minutes. Oh, my uninterrupted God. Uninterrupted shot. And Macbeth has been done many times. Yes. Filmed. Roman uh, Polanski. Yeah. Joel Cohen. Um, Akira Kurosawa. Yes. Uh, so uh, I very much would like this is a very intriguing thing. A lot of his movies have never been released on Blu-ray. Yeah, I've um, never seen one. Yes, the Satan Tango is the one that's seven hours and yeah, seventeen minutes or something like that. But uh, um, I wish his early films would get released on Blu-ray, but uh, not even released on DVD ever is his TV movie of Macbeth. So I'm, especially because of the thing of having these really long shots. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the whole movie is two shots. Yeah. So. Um, Yes, those are some films that Jonathan Winchell would love to see released on Blu-ray <laughs> in the United States. Some are on DVD. A lot of them are. A lot of them are streaming. Some of them are on foreign Blu-rays, but not on U.S. Blu-ray. So please, people who have the power to release movies, I'd love to see some of these released. Yes, use your lobbying powers. Well, that was a tour de force, Jonathan, to get that in under 40 minutes with how much information you covered there. Um, so different episode, um, but we are big proponents of physical media, so we like to talk about it as much as we can um well thank you for listening uh to this sort of christmas themed episode <laughs> and uh we will be back birthday with you guys. a birthday too so we will be back with you guys next time Thank you.